<laughs> what are you laughing? That wasn't the funny. The fact that they brought back Red Leader and Gold Leader is embarrassing. Well, they were still there. They brought back the same old boring shit. Yeah, yeah it all came back to the beginning. That's what I'm laughing at. It all circles back. I'm Red Five. I'll be Green Granny. I got a green thumb. You got a weird thumb. <laughs> the murderous thumb. Is that what it's called? The murderous thumb? Your toe thumb is very attractive, Joe. <laughs> I'm very you. attracted to it. You really don't see thumbs. It's so enlightened of you. I don't mm. see race, gender, skin color. I don't see anything. I just see floating orbs of pure energy. <laughs> you are truly above everyone. That's right. Welcome back to Sex Before Calling. I'm your host, Sean Nasty. Joining me as always is Eric the Wheelman Wheeler. You know, like cartoons when they have atoms talking to each other? Mm. That's how I see people. You're like, oh, John. That hurt, John. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> the DNA. <laughs> see electrons looping around. Mm. Yeah. Uh, joining us again, Mr. Joseph Bonnier. Yeah. God damn it. Why do you you know how to say it? By Can now? I just say, Sean? Is, I I thought like I thought you just told me I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Bon ear. Bon ear. No one's gonna remember That's that. Fine. Okay. Sean, can just you say, just with, say? say with some gusto and you got it. Bonnier. You got a lot of neutrons. I'm for a boy your size. You got a lot of neutrons. I'm ecstatic. Hmm. Did mm. you introduce yourself? Sean Nasty. Welcome. Ao. Is Sean Nasty racist <sighs> against white people again? Are you talking about gone my this? name or me? <laughs> like, I asked the question. <laughs> against nasty people. Um, yes. Hmm. Shut it down. <laughs> I guess that's the end of text before calling. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's so, gentlemen, we've gathered today around the half round to discuss some things. What the, are those things? This, uh, what are we discussing? Temple of Doom? Are you, uh, are you short round? It's, it's, oh, in, it's in the, uh, in the, in the, the rain? You've acting like you've been raped. Jesus. Well, n- no, no, this wasn't uh, Let's not. Crystal Skull. Let's not <laughs> <It's> uh, fucking... <laughs> start with that frame of reference. <laughs> they didn't rape my childhood again. It just wasn't a... the South Park. Uh, no, uh, we've all seen the uh, the newest incarnation of the uh, Wars in the Stars. Uh, the Rogue One. Just cut to it. Come Jesus on. Christ! What'd you think of the crap? Rogue One. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. Joey. I enjoyed the last half of it, and overall, it was an enjoying, enjoying movie. Mm. It was an enjoying movie? Enjoyable. Enjoying movie. <laughs> the movie enjoyed being watched. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It was, it, it, was, it was good. There was some, overall, visually, it was, it was enticing. Uh, the characters needed a little bit more time, but I, give, I forgive that because it was a standalone movie. But it wasn't at all. It That's was less opposite. forgivable in a standalone Hold movie. <laughs> the characters were all new, and they, and they all were done by the end. We can give by spoilers, right? By what definition right? is this oh, a yeah. standalone movie? First off, uh, anyone that hasn't seen the movie yet, either turn this off or, you know, fuck you. Uh, we're spoiling Don't bother. The fuck out of this. Don't bother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that would be my ultimate position. Oh, wait until it comes out. It's not, it's not a standalone yeah. movie. You're right. And and they could have made it a standalone movie if they just focused on like one part of it. But there's the fact that it's created out of that one line from, you know, A New Hope is making it dependent on the other things. Yeah, it doesn't stand alone. Plus, like that is, plus <laughs> you have to know certain things. You have to know like what a stormtrooper is. You have to know like what an ad is. I mean, like you kind of, I don't know, there's certain things. If, that, well, if you don't, it doesn't have a lot of weight. It just, it's just right. a flashy war movie. Yeah. Plus, you don't get all those great references to the pig-faced guy from A New Hope. 
Yeah. That that was to me as bad as anything in the prequels in terms of fan service. Hmm. Like why would those two idiots be on this random planet and then 30 minutes later they're going to fly to Tatooine? Right? Yeah. Like it's, they're it, on Tatooine like the next day. It's well, pure these fan two service. people. Yeah, it's this is, ridiculous. Also, didn't it, that place explode in that movie? Yes, so they're all yeah. dead. Well, they survived clearly. Oh, yeah. Of course, it, it's it's literally the the Disney corporatocracy of you know uh, uh, field studies of what do the people want. It's it's exactly. You know, I've stopped giving them that much credit. Really, I think they're kind of dumb. Really? Yes. Is yeah. it just a case of too many cooks? No, I think it's a case of. Th- just like George Lucas, they also don't really understand Star Wars fandom uh, because it's kind of like uh, it's like the Trump appeal. Like you can tr- you can have your theories, but the emotion behind it is kind of like this wild animal. And unless like, you're actually in it, it's you can, hard to. You can throw you know red. You can throw different cuts of meat, but you're just kind of guessing. Like oh, it really liked the prime rib, and it kind of liked the lamb, but then tomorrow it really liked mm. short rib. And now it likes pork. Like, it likes meat. Okay? <laughs> Maybe it likes one slice of meat a little more than the other. But they just like Star Wars shit. Yeah. And these fans, I don't know. The context is everything. Because I feel like we talked about this when Force Awakens came out. Mm. If George Lucas had made a movie where he killed Han Solo, he would literally be murdered in his home. <laughs> Disney does and people are like, wow, what a fitting end to a beloved character. Yeah, yeah. And it got to a point where everything didn't matter. George Lucas could have made the best film of all time and people have said meh you ruined my childhood it's not good and then Disney cranks out these movies which I think by any objective standard are very mediocre mm-hmm. and people go oh it's the best since Empire yeah, yeah. we're gonna hear that for the rest of our lives this new thing is the best since Empire I, I still think Force Awakens was pretty decent. I enjoyed it's, it. It was a fun little romp. Better. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely better than this. It's got energy. Exactly. Uh, that was my biggest problem with Rogue One is that it just didn't feel like a Star Wars movie. It didn't have any of that sort of uh, levity or comedic element or, you know, it just, it was like all of the, it, it was basically just a war movie. It was. But it wasn't even a war movie. I, I don't know what it was. It was sold to me as two it, things. It felt One, like watching someone play a video game. Yeah, it's a cutscene movie is what yeah. it is. Um, it felt like, or sorry, it was sold to me as being a heist movie, mm-hmm. which it is not. The extent of the yeah, heist is, a good point. where is it? It's on this planet. Okay, let's go. They and could then, have done it. They, they could have. They but could. The, the extent of the planning was no, like- that's true. I forgot it was a heist we movie. Get on, we up. get on the planet and then um, we'll put on uniforms and walk in. That's yeah. the heist. Well, I yeah. know there was more of a heist than A New Hope, where they all like dressed up in their yes. stormtrooper outfits. Yeah. And- the New Hope has a whole like a, a quarter of the film of New Hope is basically a prison movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. New Hope's amazing because it's like four different genre films that seamlessly transition one from I the agree. other. That's I true. agree. That's yeah. true. Whereas this isn't even one thing at a time. <laughs> well, yeah. And this the the tone for this was set very early on that first scene where you see that like the asteroid planet mm-hmm. and it's got the cool thing where there are two asteroids and there's like a, a tower connecting them mm-hmm. you're like ooh is there going to be some like play with gravity here never comes back again nope we never even have like a wide shot <laughs> it's all medium shots Diego Luna I guess kills a guy but you're not really sure why <laughs> that was fucked up like, I, didn't know, I didn't understand that is. I don't understand the context of why he's killing him it was him. also his yeah. informant it was like his guy it didn't seem None like he was bad in any way any fucking goddamn sense nope and it didn't play into anything there was right. no like payoff it was, and I remember yeah. when the you know, you look at the red letter media stuff of uh, like Phantom Menace, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Can you believe Qui Gon walked in this door, and not that door? This is absolutely absurd." And this is like, <laughs> I don't know who this is. These are entire scenes, right? That like, just are... like he just killed someone. I don't yeah. know why. Even at the end of the movie, people were pointing out uh, there's some. Um, I think it's like Screen Crush or someone did a list of 
18 shots in the trailer that are not in the movie. Oh. So we all know it was like, you know, massively reshot. Yeah, I never saw but the trailer. These huge moments that were in the trailer are not in the movie. And one of them is this voiceover of the Diego Luna guy being like, oh, I've been a recruiter for the resistance or rebellion or whatever they call it mm-hmm. for a long time. And that's not in the movie. And they never really specify what he is, <laughs> if I remember correctly. He's I mean, an intelligence officer. Yeah. That's what they say? They said, yeah. Okay. Which means like a CIA operative but or something. But I think originally yeah, he was like a recruiter for them. And they yeah. kind of dropped that angle. <laughs> and according, at least based on the, the initial trailers, the the main girl, the Jen Urso character, was kind of like this badass spy lady. <laughs> and in this one, it's just like, oh, you're related to someone important. Exactly. It's like yeah. they recruited her in the first one. This one, they're just kind of like, hey, can you talk to your dad for us? Yeah. Was also, she, she was to... in prison in the beginning. They didn't tell us why. No like, backstory. Yeah. What the hell? Like, why, why Why aren't they giving the main character backstory other than you watched someone die when you were young? That's always the fucking thing. You and just, you're related to someone yeah, that might be you just, quasi-important. It's like, oh, we're supposed to just feel bad. I mean, I understand what they're doing, but it's just one scene of their childhood where they watch someone close to them die. Okay, we have sympathy. But then that's it? And then we just see her again when she's in prison? Right. Like, they talk say, about uh, like, Disney oh, princess syndrome. So They're like, uh, oh yeah, you were you're a prisoner and a rebel and blah blah blah. And it's like, what did she do? What are her skills? I have no idea. Her <laughs> skills in the movie seem to be walking. She's very qualified. That's all she's you like need to gymnast. know. She's like a gymnast. She 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 was able to climb like a ladder that's like eight hundred feet high in ten seconds. But that's at the very end of the movie. <laughs> they weren't planning on that. Speaking of which, there's also like the billboard um, ads for this and mm-hmm. the trailers for this had a big battle at the end of the movie where her and the robot and the Diego Luna and all those people are on the beach, <laughs> like running at the AT-ATs, which does not happen in the movie. Right. On. They basically land immediately, go into the building, and they end in the building. Yeah. So their storyline was completely redone. Wow. Like not a tweak here or there. Yeah. And there's another shot that's very memorable. To me, it was the most memorable shot in the whole trailer where she's up on the, the satellite yeah. dish. She's walking towards and the, the edge fighter. and this huge TIE fighter comes up. Hmm. And in the movie, I was waiting. I was like, ooh, what's the context here? Is, is it going to be like a Chewbacca thing or Return of the Jedi where like a friend is in there? Hmm. Is it going to kill her? What's going on? Vader. Yeah. Not in the movie. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Very strange. And I read reviews where people were like, oh, you couldn't even tell it was reshot. Maybe <laughs> I just brought too much into it. But it seemed like a fucking mess to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, I tried not to. I try not to pay attention to things before I see them. I, I try not to watch previews or do any of the research or anything. And so, kind of hearing this stuff afterwards, hearing all of the the torment and trouble that they went through in the reshoots and stuff, uh, what I saw on screen is now starting to make more sense. In that it was just kind of a, a chaos, a, uh, a hearts of darkness. Who knows how much of this is true? But the number I saw quoted over and over again was 40% of the movie was reshot. Jesus fuck. Um, and Tony Gilroy basically took over the entire storyline. Who is he? <laughs> he wrote all the Bourne movies. Uh, and he directed them? Uh, I think he directed one of them. He directed the non-Matt uh, Damon one. Now, what was the problem with Gareth Edwards? Why did they... He, I think he was just in over his head. Hmm. He had done one big movie. He had done Godzilla. Hmm. And that was it. And Did Disney like kick him out and say, we're reshooting with Gilroy? I don't <laughs> understand how that Well. Of- at some point, was he just on set in the corner decided, watching someone else make his movie? Yeah, I, I, I think. Well, I think during the reshoots, he was not there. Right on. But uh, I think he's, you know, been putting a good face on it for the sake of his yeah, yeah. career and his totally. relationship. Um, his name's still on it. But what he claims, and this is another weird twist, he claims in interviews that the ending he wrote and shot was a lot happier. And that most of those people survived. And that Disney was like, maybe you should kill them. And he was like, are you sure? Disney said that. 
This is according to him. Yeah, so who, that's not the Disney I know. <laughs> apparently, well, it, you know, you can read these huge nerd analyses of it, but supposedly his this has some credence if you if you map out the trailer shots in a certain way. If you connect them in a certain way, it does lead to a happier ending where mm-hmm. at least the two main characters make it off. Gotcha. Um, but I guess Disney or someone was like, well, why aren't they in the next one? And maybe it makes more sense to just kill them all. Mm. Which, at the end of the movie, when you have had no real connection to these characters, yeah. it, it was like nothing. I felt nothing. Do, and I yeah. love something like Donnie Yen. Lord God Donnie Yen gets to play an actual character with one of the few actors who gives an actual performance. Who is he? He was the blind, um, not oh, Jedi, okay. gotcha. but Jedi worshiper. Yeah, yeah. So he's like a Zatoichi. memorable- Yeah. <laughs> he gets to actually play a character, which is amazing, because mm-hmm. there's the long history of misusing you know, Asian superstars in Western films. Yeah. Um, so he gets to actually do something, which blew my mind. But even when he died, I was like, well- I don't really know you, man. It's yeah, like Bobby Hill. I don't know you, sir. <laughs> That's my purse. I thought actually, honestly, when of all the deaths, I felt bad for that one and his friend. I thought that was I, that was some of the and actually the robot. Like that was the robot, you know, the robot yeah. was the only character that you connected with. Because um, he was the only one who made any jokes. Like yeah. they're all inhuman. There's no like humor at all except for the robot. There's no also there's no love. Like, can anyone kiss anyone ever in a Star Wars movie? It seems like really? it's happened all yeah, I'm serious. Like not like kissing kissing, but like in the first no, couple I movies, like Leia like, and Han Solo. Are you trying Solo. to make a Star Wars porn parody? No, but at least no, a little no. romance. What he's saying, well, there's no, know, there's no connection. In there's the, no, yeah, that was certainly present in the original Yeah, series. with Han Solo and Leia and even yeah. the creepy incest kiss. Which was, oh, I mean, yeah. I would say people, a complaint would be there's too much romance in the prequels. Yeah, exactly. But, but at least I, it gave to, the characters I forgot meaning. who it was. Yeah, Someone, like, uh, Bob Evans or one of those people, basically said, if you don't- the Pancake House guy? No, Robert Evans. <laughs> Although maybe Bob Evans, Pancake Mavens, well said this, that if you don't have a romance, you don't have a story. Mm. Otherwise, it's just action beats. Yeah. Because you don't have a rooting interest. And that's kind of how this was. I feel like the movie peaked emotionally when the father gets killed. <laughs> like in the first 10 minutes? About half. No, no, no. That's the, the mom gets killed. Oh, that's right. When they're on that rain yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah, totally. There was like, seemed like the cloning planet from Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Uh, where it just rains. What's the what's the uh, distinctive element here? It rains. <laughs> um, but anyway, that, I thought that was like a pretty good scene actually. Mm. And then from that point on, I was just kind of checking my watch. Yeah, um, I made the big mistake of seeing it in 3D as well. Mm. And um, you know, just because I go to the theater maybe twice a year, or so I figure I might might as well make it an experience. But uh, this is not a movie that is shot for 3D at all. Um, everything is extremely oh, out of focus. Yeah, the entire thing is like extremely shallow depth of field. Half the time, the like everything you're trying to look at is completely out of focus. It is, uh, it is a disaster to watch in in uh, 3D. I'm just thinking of these shots, and I thought the cinematography was one of the better points of it. If I watch it again in fucking 2D, I yeah. might be able to get I think it's, through it. It's quite handsome. Yeah, I mean, it's de- I it's so. it's the style of the time. Yeah. Certainly, it's that. that oh, very, it's going to look horribly dated in five years. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of that, it feels you, like 5D. I I want to talk about how much I hated 3D Tarkin. Not 3D. Sorry, CG. Oh, Tarkin. oh I think that's. Uh, I think those VFX artists, like the below the line guys, they yeah. should be in jail. <laughs> Isn't I mean, John Noel. John Noel should be like, you know, in federal prison. Lock guy him should be like, up. Yeah. Lock him up. <laughs> um, beyond being heinously immoral, and I don't mm. care what fucking what grand signed, nephew yeah. signed off on it. It. I think that is just an immoral thing to do. 
It was also bad. It was not like that is going to look. It looked horrible to me. It was unnecessary. I can't imagine what it will look like in ten years. I don't, yeah. yeah, I think people give Jar Jar yeah. shit. This yeah. is going. This is like a, a, a fucking bridge too far. This is twenty bridges beyond Jar Jar. So the, your your problem is the morality of it. Well, not just the morality. The fact is, Jar Jar looks goofy, and he's like a fucking you know yeah. fish man. But he's meant to be comic relief. Yeah. Tarkin is everyone in the scene is acting as if this guy's real, right? And he's so close, but the eyes and the mouth, totally. Well, okay, so I'm. But the I've heard that a lot. What does that mean? It's like it's like the um, the Einstein thing of approaching light speed. speed. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the closer we get without crossing it, the Mm -hmm. creepier it gets. Yeah, yeah. Uncanny Valley is the uh, basically the charting of how realistic something gets versus how uh, how uh, how creepy it gets essentially. Um, so the the we found that just through uh, all of the CG work we've done recently, that the more realistic we make something, the the less the audience can actually identify with them. The creepier that they find them, now, the more off putting they are. On. This, as far as I can tell, mm-hmm. in, in my own experience and based on what I've read, this only applies really to human faces. Yeah, because something human like form. Well, even something like uh, the Iron Man movies, mm-hmm. the suit. Is like CGI. Most of the suits CGI. Right, but backgrounds it's, are CGI. I cannot tell with it's my mo-cap, own eye. Though. Okay, but what I'm saying is like, I'll give you another example. Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. There's random shots in Wolf of Wall Street where it is all green screen. Oh yeah, the yeah, door is real. Totally. But I can't tell. Right, it's completely right. computer generated. No, no, it's totally yeah, it's human it is, based. It is beyond photorealistic. Yeah. And the only time we become aware of this is the nuances in the eyes, the mouth, the mm. the facial ticks, those mm. micro gestures yeah. that we see. And so Tarkin, not only do they cut to him once. Close-ups. Close-ups. And they cut to him four, five, six times. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's a fucking supporting character in this. I saw something talking about that. Do you know why that is? I don't. Because Why they keep cutting back to him? No, why they like only show him in close-ups. Because it's easier to render. Oh, I read this because no. of the boots or something. Exactly, because right? he the boot when he originally was shooting with George Lucas, uh-huh. he found the boots incredibly uncomfortable. So George Lucas let him shoot all of his scenes wearing slippers, uh-huh. and he would just shoot him from the waist up or like behind a table or something. So there literally do not exist full body shots of the man. If only they could use, I don't know, their fucking imagination and put boots on it. Yeah, that really is an stumbling no. block. <laughs> that is apparently like why those shots exist. That to me <laughs> encapsulates this entire Disney Star Wars universe. How can we possibly yeah. create boots exactly. for this character? He didn't have boots in the first movie. What do they look like? I don't know. Well, I think it's, it's- not real. <laughs> Make them whatever you want. Make them cowboy boots. It doesn't matter. I, I don't think it's so much that is that they just don't have you know the shots of him moving. So trying to match all of that would be difficult. But um, yeah, I don't the know. shots of him moving. Uh, you know, if we if we were to try and do a wide shot with him, it, but it, they had an actor on set. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, I'm not. I'm not making excuses. I just found it amusing. Uh, it was a piss poor job, though. Certainly. And uh, no speaking. Stop with the. I can see his mouth not matching up with the dialogue. Yeah. It's very clearly not. I, I had my hands on my face, like squishing my eyeballs. So I think I missed some of that. Well, this is the one like advantage to having seen it in 3D is that everything else looked so fucking weird that him on screen was not that jarring to me while I was watching the movie. The f- it was only when I went back and started watching the deconstructions and whatnot that I just you know saw on my computer monitor how crappy it looks. F- I knew it was coming because I'd read about it. Yeah. But the first time 
I'm not trying to be melodramatic, but I noticed I wasn't breathing. <laughs> I was just like, this is in such staggeringly bad taste. I cannot believe this is happening. Yeah. It's, uh... Uh, there was a couple also scenes that I didn't understand why we're even there. The one I think we can talk about is the Darth Vader scene. Where he... <laughs> When he when he was in his like his palace, Doctor Doom, his, yeah. his lava palace, right? Why was I don't understand the point of that scene. I don't understand the point like why Darth Vader all of a sudden was like snappy and like witty and like so like snazzy. Three things: one, Darth Vader should never. I know me telling like people what to do is against my whole ethos, but. I think Darth Vader should never, ever, 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 ever make a joke. <laughs> like Darth Vader parodies are funny because he doesn't joke. That's mm. why Robot Chicken's funny because you break the tension. He's such a serious character. You mean when, sand gets everywhere isn't a joke? Well, that's why people don't like that because they're yeah. like, oh no, it ruins Darth Vader. <laughs> that to me, <laughs> successfully or not, humanizes him. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't make, like when he's a little happy-go-lucky boy, mm. he can make stupid jokes. Mm. When he's in the Darth Vader armor, he yeah. should not make puns in a lava castle. Yeah. <laughs> I know this makes me sound like a humorless scold, which no, I am. that's... But it's just, to me, it's such a misunderstanding of the character because they're like, people will think this is funny. That's good. And this all goes back to the Yoda and Attack of the Clones whipping around like a Tasmanian devil where it's mm. like, you're going to kill opening night and then you got to live with this shit forever. <laughs> and it's going to be so embarrassing. It's such a bad, like, don't, don't dunk on the audience one time because it's not going to look like a dunk in 20 years. I don't know. I still it's going like- to look like the mascot hitting the trampoline and doing a somersault and then falling you, through the they, glass. Do you think they care about rewatchability? Yeah, of course. I don't Disney's think so. All, I don't think Disney? they only oh, care God, about yeah. their bottom line right now. Disney oh, is all about legacy. Yeah, because Disney's whole game plan is continually re- re-releasing their shit on whatever the new format is and then hiding their shit and like releasing it again five years later as this new special thing. I buy that, but now their new plan is honestly just make a new one. They can make a new one every year and make a billion dollars. But they want the whole point of the Disney sale and the whole reason in my mind that Force Awakens made $2 billion was everyone there's this big sigh of relief of, ah, George Lucas isn't going to ruin Star Wars anymore. Mm. Disney will take care of it. They'll yeah, be a yeah. caretaker. They'll honor it. And I can go and see it with my family. I don't have to worry about Jar Jar Binks showing up. I don't have to worry about Hank Christensen talking about sand in his shoes. <laughs> and you can also be <laughs> assured that they will take care of the copyright infinitum. Right. So. But within two years, we have Peter Cushing rendered in CGI monstrosity form. <laughs> and we have Darth Vader cracking jokes. And just from a filmmaking point of view, whoever they cast as Darth Vader moves wrong yeah he moves too he is too athletic Mm -hmm. there's one if you can describe darth vader in one word it is lumbering yeah robotic i think that's the weird transition between the prequels and the new ones where because anakin was this amazing Uh jedi who who could jump and you know do flips over obi-wan and then then in the fourth in a new hope he's this lumbering but at the end of revenge of the sith when he comes off the the operating platform he's all he's walking like frankenstein no Yeah, but in this one, yeah, between Revenge of the Sith and New Hope, all of a sudden he's walking around like a athlete. Yeah, the guy moves too quickly. His body is like too muscly. It's yeah. just wrong. The the armor, I would have to watch it again. It Somehow seem it right. seems like the yeah. details are off. Yeah, and like he's a, the movie literally ends ten seconds before the next one. Yeah, so he's wearing the same suit. Yeah. How is it wrong? Is it ten? Is it literally I, ten seconds? I think so, or like a minute. Really? I thought there because were, that's the, uh, yeah, the leads um, right up to that shit runner. Yeah, 
The oh, Air, yeah, which, that's true. As people were, were saying, it makes the the line about like it's a diplomatic mission. They're like, bitch, we were just in a firefight with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we saw dipl- you escape. <laughs> <laughs> we know this wasn't a diplomatic mission. <laughs> Darth Vader just stabbed you through the chest. What? Like, don't you remember that? That's like, true. It does give a different connotation to. Um, now I got to go back and watch New Hope. But I just had. I mean, obviously, you're watching a movie. It's all make believe. It's pretend. But as I watched that guy walk down the steps, I was like, that my my heart was saying that's not Darth Vader. Mm. Like, I'm looking at this, and you're not fooling me. Yeah. I might as well be at Disneyland, and he might as well be breakdancing. <laughs> that's just some dude in the suit. I know my Darth Vader. It's, in, it's burned into my brain, and this dude isn't moving right. It's like well, if your dad came home, and the skin was wrong on his face. Well, did, did there, was there a specific problem with getting the actor? I forget his name. David Prowse? Yeah. I think he's dead. dead. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. But that even in Revenge of the Sith, yeah. you know, he basically just stands up, and he stands there. Yeah. And, like, they get all the details right. It looks like Darth Vader. Fine. He's in it for five minutes, obviously. Well, this is kind of the the point I was actually arguing a little bit before that you were talking about the the uncanny valley being all about the face, but the uncanny valley is just about humanity, mm-hmm. and the uh, a person's gait is almost as uh, specifically identifiable as a fingerprint. Oh, sure. So the the way that someone moves, the the way that you know someone takes one step and their body moves and everything sways is as identifiable to humans as a face is essentially mm-hmm. to someone like me that is like almost face blind it, it's actually more identifiable i i can you know notice someone the, by the way that they move way more so than i can notice them by their face if the, you know i see someone's face and they just gotten a haircut and i i kind of draw a blank but as soon as they start walking then like you know it all makes sense or if they start talking God, i don't even want to know what my gate looks like <laughs> i want i want to make one more point about the video games because i think that everyone talks about what's canon now in star wars and it seems mm. like even though they're not supposed to be an expanded universe anymore or whatever that that's not canon anymore it seems like all the video games are not taken on part of that and i think the most recent the video w- games are like anything that came out of lucas i think is canon. is like no. the video games Do you want me, I'll please yeah. clear it up yeah so basically everything that was expanded universe before is no longer right. Canon. That's what I thought, it, but it never was canon. That was always Lucas's thing, I which was, I think okay. was very clever. Wait, was, okay, so on. wait, I need to define expanded universe when you're talking there. Books, comic books, anything. I'm getting to this, but it didn't include video games. Did not include video games. Okay, so the movies were canon. Period. Oh, okay. Everything else was free to do whatever you want. Oh, the Lucas that was, video games were even free. Yes, oh. and Lu- Lucas told people do whatever you want, but it doesn't count. Hmm. Only the movies matter, which gotcha. to me is very smart. Yeah, because then you have to have a fucking a meeting know, legal about team yeah. assemble to discern like, oh, did Luke <laughs> uh, pick up a belt on Tatooine ten years before? Yeah, or whatever exactly. it was. Um, but now Disney has said every single thing with Star Wars on it. Every toy, every comic book, every cutscene, it's all canon. Wow. Which to me is so it all goes to moronic. The well, then uh-huh. actually, that, to, my, to my point here is that I think that the, the Darth Vader thing lines up with the video game. If, especially Honestly, most that recent- might be part of their copyright fucking battle. You know, if they have, you know, if they were to have this property that is out there that says that is kind of open to interpretation, like the the Star Wars books were kind of, um, you know, fan fiction almost. They weren't. Like, they were all licensed by Lucas, though. Uh, yeah, but they weren't like they weren't specifically canon, so it wasn't but difficult that w- that to get was a license. His- no, but that was his creative arrangement with them. Was he said, "You guys have free reign to do whatever you want, yeah. but be aware, it doesn't count." Right, and I think that uh, Disney's position as being the uh, the Darth Vader of copyright uh, would be to close down all of that so that there, there uh, are no You're open arguing movement. from a different... I mean, I know what yeah, you're yeah. saying. My interpretation was always they made everything canon so that you would buy it. 
because it's like you have to read the comic books mm. because otherwise you'll miss out on a detail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That you know, that's the plan. It's like buy everything. Yeah. yeah. Because otherwise you'll miss out on this one character, this one line. One right. You'll, you'll miss an Easter right. egg in the big movie. And... Whereas Lucas was like, Yeah, maybe Jabba used to be, you know, uh like a fairy. Who knows? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Whatever you want. You yeah. can say that, you know, Obi Wan was looked like Watto when he was a young boy. I don't think our arguments are mutually exclusive. No, I'm just saying I think um I think Disney's reasoning for it was more mercantile. Um, I feel like those are oh, I hand see in hand. Yeah. Mine was to yours is to protect the investment. Mine yeah. is to expand the investment. Yeah, and I think those are yeah, they probably work together. Yeah. Um, but speaking <laughs> of video games, the second Vader scene on the ship where he slides. That's what I mean. Now that is better than the first thing, but it still feels. I I know in my heart I've seen this cutscene in a video game <laughs> where Vader shows up, and then he's just slicing people. Oh yeah, yeah. I've played multiple video yeah. games like yeah. that. And I talked to some friends of mine who were like, "Oh, that was incredible! That was amazing!" I was like, "Really? You thought that was amazing?" Like to me, you go one way or the other. Either you drop Vader on the beach and you have him wipe out a squadron of rebels mm-hmm. because that's what he does in the video games and the yeah. comic books, and he's just this larger than life. Like demigod. Yeah. So either you have him do that, go all the way, or you have him barely move a muscle, right? Mm-hmm. He's scary in the original movies by choking like two people. Yeah. He yeah. throws a guy into the wall. He, you know, the, the scene He's where. He's scary by reputation. The scene where Han Solo shoots at him and he doesn't even move. Mm-hmm. That's scary because he just holds up his hand pulls the gun. Yeah. That's frightening. Yeah. The scene where he's running down like some crazed samurai slicing these people down, to me, that doesn't convey power. No. Um, but that so, was like the same move that everyone else was doing essentially. Exactly. He, because we're obsessed with lightsabers. That's right. The oh, the, you know, Disney was like, you got to have a lightsaber scene yeah. in here. Otherwise well, it can't it's just be Star Wars. Boring yeah. sci-fi movie. Exactly. Um, might as well be Battlestar Galactica. But my, my, uh, reference point for this is the slow zombie versus fast zombie mm. idea oh, that's good. where old Vader is scary because he doesn't move. He lumbers, but no matter what you do, he's there. So yeah. when they're fighting cloud city, Luke is running all around like a chicken with his head cut off. He gets thrown out of windows and stuff. And Vader just like magically appears 200 yards away. Yeah. He doesn't, he moves so slow, but you can't escape him. Mm. Right. It's more of a psychological effect. Whereas this one is like, yeah, he's going to fuck you up. He's going to cut your fucking head off. And it's like, okay, but that's what anyone does. Right. Totally. Like that's what the the Jedi CGI extras in Attack of the Clones did in the in the, you know, um arena mm-hmm. or in the end of Revenge of the Sith. People that you never never even had a line of dialogue, just a Jedi with like a blue lightsaber slices up a lizard and you're like, "Okay, cool." Like you have a lightsaber, you can kill people. Yeah. That does that in and of itself is not iconic. Yeah. Anyone can pick up a lightsaber. It takes a true Jedi to wield it. As right. Ray has told us. <laughs> uh, I just, yeah, I want him to do physically do less. I feel like that's more imposing. You know, yeah. if he had done the thing, like um, if he had just raised his arm and thrown them all to one side, like they're not even worth his time. That yeah. to me conveys more than whomping an ass on him with the lightsaber out. And knowing that this is literally like 20 seconds before we get into A New Hope. Right, when he suddenly yeah. slows down. Yeah, exactly. I think Steve Bannon likes the original Darth Vader, the lumbering little as possible in the shadows Vader. He doesn't like the new video game Vader. Was that a political who's, joke? Who's yes. Steve Bannon? Steve Bannon is what? the white nationalist After all this time? advising oh, Trump. yeah, okay. Jesus Christ. He's got liver spots. Yeah, I don't pay attention. You're banned from our political podcast. You're Steve Banned from our podcast. Just remember to text <laughs> before calling. 
by the way, do you guys know about the Steve Bannon Seinfeld connection? Yeah, he's the executive producer, right? No, he bought the rights in syndication early on. Okay. He had nothing to do with it creatively. Gotcha. He just scooped up the rights, and so now every time, every rerun of Seinfeld I watched as a child mm-hmm. helped put Donald Trump into office. <laughs> That's a fact. You're a horrible person. 